pump up the jam or should we bail on this sequel? Also, we discuss a vintage 90s toy that you hope to find in your kids' meal during snack time. All that and more right here on the Q-Busters. Hey, you sitting there with a bowl of popcorn wondering what to stream on TV? Fear not, we're the Q-Busters, Andrew and Ken. Grab some snacks and enjoy a fresh look at the hottest shows, movies, and streams. I'm Andrew. He's Ken. How you doing, Ken? What are we talking about today? Well, Andrew, there is a lot for us to break down. There's so many headlines, so many trailers, new movie news, and the Olympics. So I figure we start out with Q or Bust to talk about some things we watched over the weekend and then dive into a laundry list of exciting news. Sounds good to me, my friend. Where do you want to start? Well, I figured I had a few things that I watched TV show related that was new. So I'll kind of hit you with those. And then I know we both saw Space Jam, too. So um, we can kind of wrap up Cure Bus this week, breaking down the latest hit on HBO Max and in the uh, box office, Space Jam 2. So um, for me, I watched two shows. I watched Match Game. That's back on ABC. That's part of the Summer Games. Um, it's a little bit delayed, but I'm a huge fan of that. That it's Alec Baldwin is the host. You got six celebrity contestants and then two regular people. They have a like fill in the blank scenario, and basically the contestant has to match the celebrities. Uh, to get points. It's very fun, very raunchy. Um, it's a late show, so Alec Baldwin gets a little loose and uh, comical. <laughs> and um, I usually like his guest. He does a really great job getting different people on there. So that's an absolute add to the queue. This week, special guest Antonio Brown. So it's kind of oh. interesting to see him on the show. That's uh, a very peculiar choice. Yeah, there was other celebrities. Christine Brinkley was there, um, and uh, Alec Baldwin's wife, Hilaria, was also there. But he was the one that stood out for me because, um, you know, Tampa Bay Bucks. So. <laughs> sure. Uh, I also watched the American Horror Stories, which is a spinoff of American Horror Story. Um, they've had three episodes so far i've watched the first two i'm watching this on hulu i believe it's also on fx and i would say that this is a bust this is pretty much so far a rehash of season one of american horror story which they did a lot better back in the day so if you want to enjoy that story just watch season one again to me this was a bust it's too dark it's too cynical um I didn't like the acting, and again, it's just a rehash story again. So if you want to see it done better, just watch the original. Nice, nice. Uh, I didn't watch a lot this week. My attention was elsewhere. But what I did watch, besides Space Jam, I've been down the YouTube rabbit hole, Ken. Uh, That's dangerous. (laughs) I know. And so I've just been watching a lot of videos from Good Mythical Morning, Rhett and Link. Uh, you and I have talked oh, about I, them before. I love those guys, yeah. 
And, you know, just watching them eat, like, different kinds of soups or, you know, have whatever discussion. I watched one Jack Black was on, and they were, like, guessing, like, what what different random objects do. Uh, it's fun. It's wholesome. You know, just a quick hit. You know, it's not, like, a long format content. But, yeah, if you're ever on youtube and you want to try something new good mythical morning with Rhett and link yeah the two that stand out the most to me um they did uh they ate all the ben and jerry's flavors and they ate all the hostess cake flavors those yeah. are really fun <laughs> yeah the one i watched today was uh they ate all the Krispy cream donuts to determine the best donut i gotta assume it's the original glazed right uh you'll have to watch to find out good tease for for them we should get a, a yeah. credit somewhere we should get a portion of their two billion followers or whatever <laughs> right so if you guys are listening you know the q busters got your back yeah gmm they're in the queue they're in our hearts <laughs> nice uh, but yeah besides that space jam let's just talk about it right now was it a jam was it pumping up your jam ken Real quick, before we get to Space Jam 2, which I'm repping the Toon Squad shirt right here, courtesy of the girlfriend, um, we're going to talk about what we were doing this weekend and why our QR bust wasn't super large. We'll get to that later during snack time. So um, I think that this movie delivered. I'm a huge fan of Space Jam 2. Now, I don't think it's anywhere near the original, but I think that this movie should be um, responded to positively because they took a sequel and they went a totally different direction with it. The basketball game itself is different. Um, I like how it's arcade style. Um, I love the Easter eggs and kind of how it was a Warner Brothers advertisement movie where you had all their big props everywhere from Looney Tunes to The Matrix to Mad Max to... um, Harry Potter and all those different worlds kind of coming together. They even did the DC thing with Batman, Mr. Freeze and Superman, um, which was awesome. Uh, And I just thought it was a a cute movie. I would totally put it in the queue. Um, I think it had just enough heart to it, just enough laughs and just enough of a time frame where um, the rewatchability quality is there. I mean, it obviously has flaws. The acting is bad. Um, Don Chietti, I believe that's how you pronounce it. She's a t- Don Cheadle. He's a terrible villain. Um, very comical as a... Like, you, you don't take him seriously as a villain, right? He's yeah, just too you, nice of a dude. You know from the beginning he's going to lose. Like, it's not a spoiler. <laughs> Yeah, he he just doesn't intimidate you or or make you believe that he is gonna be the the winner of this thing. Um, but I I absolutely love this movie. I thought it was great. Um, the Easter eggs are just everywhere. Literally every like ten seconds, you can spot out something that that makes you um, instantly feel nostalgia 
um, especially when they play the basketball game and you see the crowd and you see like the mask and you see Pennywise and you see Penguin, you see old school Batman and Robin. And um, I want to say Game of Thrones is in there and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. I think Game of Thrones is one of the bigger cameos that they throw at you over and over again. Yeah. So is it a perfect movie? Absolutely not. Is the acting great? Absolutely not. Is it going to win any awards other than MTV Music Awards or Movie Awards? Probably not. But um, I had a good time with it. Um, I I don't know. I just thought it was a turn your brain off, put in the movie, have some fun. Nice. Uh, I think I agree with you almost completely. I, I think... LeBron James was excellent, considering he's not an actor. Uh, I th- I thought he had a really strong performance. There was parts of that movie I laughed out loud. There's a, a a bit in the very beginning when someone gets hit with a basketball that I just cracked up. Um, oh yeah, with the automated yeah like ball yeah yeah um and like they paid it off really well. Um, I thought when the Looney Tunes were being loony, the movie was fantastic. When the movie went was focused on parts where the Looney Tunes were not being loony, it could have been better. The nostalgia in me says it's not better than the original Space Jam. Like, my nostalgia won't let me say that. But it was a fun movie. You know, it's it's totally corny, but... That's what I wanted from it. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I I will say, I think the animation looked really sharp, um, especially when they cartoonized LeBron. That looked awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I wish more of the movie was like in that cartoon 2D LeBron format. I get why they don't do that. Um, but, yeah. That would have been pretty cool, though, if you think about it. If, like, the whole basketball finale was 2d <laughs> that would have been definitely different than the it previous would have been cool movie. yeah because like uh, they're they're 2d for like the squad up stuff right yeah um i think i think that you see i think it's a pacing thing because the reason don Cheadle's not the best villain is i think because of the turn like, because you know he's bad way too early. I think they could have done it a little differently, but it's it's totally fine. It's a and it's short. It's an hour and a half. Movies nowadays are two and a half hours, so it's easy to watch. You know, put it in a queue. Yeah, t- to me, him being a terrible villain doesn't take anything away from the movie. It's it's not like a big enough flaw where I'm like. Eh, you know what? I'm not gonna watch this movie again because I just can't get past that. For um, sure. I've watched it twice already, so yeah, yeah, definitely add it to the queue. Yeah. And if you liked the first one, this one like alludes to that first one several times. It's you know, and, and like it makes you smile too. Okay, sticking to the Warner Bros. movie bandwagon. I'm against our first news story, unless you have anything to add before we move on. I did. I had one quick thing. Sure. It's duck season. 
<laughs> oh, <laughs> it is rabbit season most definitely, my friend. <laughs> um, so, Space Jam, huge success on HBO Max, produced by the Warner Bros. Warner Bros. and Warner Media have said that they are they have signed some kind of deal or they are committing to making 10 exclusive movies for HBO max in the year 2022. That means not like not in theaters or if they're in theaters on day one on HBO max, this is courtesy of the Hollywood reporter, by the way. Um, and you know, they've been killing it with their strategy when it comes to this. Cause space jam two day one release, everyone's talking about it. King Kong had a was quickly on HBO Max or was it on HBO Max day one? Day one, yeah, Godzilla vs Kong. Right, and good. everyone was talking about it, you know. So I think they recognize that if they give people the option, people are choosing to watch movies at home if they can on day one. Absolutely. Uh, you forgot about one, by the way, Mortal Kombat. Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean. There's a beauty to it, and I'm glad that HBO Max is doing this because obviously they've had three uh, ginormous movies released already that people have loved, tweeted about, watched numerous times, um, and and really have appreciated it because it's it's giving us an opportunity to watch a quality movie with family in a safe environment. Um, and yeah, they've been they've been phenomenal. I can literally, if I wanted, watch Space Jam two five more times without having to pay any additional funds. Yeah, and I think I think that ten movie deals like a way for HBO Max to further strengthen its subscriber growth compared to like Netflix, which they had a supposedly weak quarter that people are disappointed in, you know. Yeah, well, I will say this. Even though I have not finished Fear Street Part 2 and 3, it has been very well received. I'm hearing a lot of people say that they love that and they want to see more Fear Street. Right. It's just that, you know, like, we've reached this point where Netflix has, like, legitimate contenders besides just Hulu and Amazon, you know? There's, like... Well, there's a, a hundred streaming services now you got to compete with and everyone's at, at the top of their game. So a move like this for HBO is like, yeah, we're, we're here to stay type of move. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that brings us to our next news story, which is you got, you, you threw a couple in here that I, I want to hear about from you. Uh, talk to me about clerks three and your Chucky TV show. So Clerks 3 is a movie that has been kind of um, on the shelf, so to say. Sure. Um, you know, it's been in production hell for forever. Lionsgate is like, hey, you know what? We're going to green light this bad boy. Let's get it going. Um, and these are kind of interesting because Clerks came out like very early in my childhood. Then Clerks 2 came out in color. Um probably when I was a teen and now we're getting clerks three as I'm in my, I'm about to turn 30 this year. So it couldn't have come at a better time for me. I just hope the jokes um, are, are still relevant today. 
I know Kevin Smith is behind this and, um, you know, his, his recent works have been hit or miss. So I'm hoping this brings us back to the classic days of Kevin Smith movies. Cause you got mall rats, you got clerks chasing Amy, you know, he has the potential to make really great movies. Is clerks three going to be one of them? I don't know. Usually it's not a good sign if, uh, they're in production hell. So we'll see. Yeah, it's I'm I'm not as familiar with it, but I'm glad that because this is it's a cult classic. People love Clerks, right? So I'm glad that it found a home. Yeah, real quick, the 10 second breakdown for you. Clerks is essentially a 7-Eleven is attached to a blockbuster. They're not really a 7-Eleven or a blockbuster, but you get the idea. Right. They're two owners. They're really like lame 20 year olds that are getting into mischief, having dating problems, stuff like that. And then you just get to see a series of events happen with this guy that owns this shop. Right. Yeah. So, you know, and then that introduced Jay and silent Bob, these freeloaders that sit outside the store. They're like the adult Beavis and butthead. We never got fair enough. All right, now talk to me about Chucky. So the Chucky TV show has been rumored forever, and I never thought it would actually happen because this is the original director, Don Mancini, who's coming back. Um, He did Chucky 1, 2, and 3. Actually, he did all of the Chuckies. And then they did the reboot a couple years ago with Mark Hamill. And this Chucky series that's coming to sci-fi is supposed to be the original Chucky. So Brad Dorif, the original Chucky's coming back to voice himself. His daughter's going to play in the um, show. All of the original cast is going to be returning. Um, and sci-fi has um, agreed to run the show. So I'm excited. The trailer dropped. It didn't look anything new or creative. But knowing that the original cast came back leads me to believe that it's good, it's in good hands. Um, plus, it takes place directly after um, Cult of Chucky, which was the last movie that they did. What are you expecting from a Chucky TV show? Because like it's episodic, so it's not like a movie where it's like, all right, you just got to survive till the end of the movie. It's like what's happening in an episode of Chucky. What do you think that is? Well, so this is going to dive into some spoilers here, but for those who have not seen Curse of Chucky or Cult of Chucky, basically Chucky has now gotten to the point where he can possess multiple things at once. So he's in multiple entities. So I would assume each episode um, we're going to see Chucky do different things, um, and we're also going to try to see the main characters um, try to hunt down Chucky and end him once and for all. So I could see this uh, if it's like a six or a seven episode season type of thing where each episode it builds and then we get one epic finale. And then if it's successful, they probably do a movie after that, right? Okay. Okay. I just wanted to get, you know, your insight into what you would expect out of them. I think... A TV show is interesting, and I, I see what you're saying about how that could turn into a movie afterwards. 
Yeah, I'm just excited because as much as I enjoy Mark Hamill and I liked his take on the newer Chucky, um, going back to the original roots with Brad Dwarf, who really was Chucky, he has just a, such an iconic voice. Um, I think that this is going to be great. Um, I don't know if we really truly have any like horror slasher TV shows like this. So it's going to be really cool. And if it does well, who knows? Maybe uh, Freddie and Jason will get their own show too. <laughs> yeah, that'd be interesting to see. Um, that brings us to our next horror kind of topic. Jordan Peele's released a teaser of his next project. It's called Nope, and that's all we know. Yeah, um, poster revealed today. Um, I think it revealed some of the cast members. The only one that I can recall from the poster is Steven Yoon from Glenn in The Walking Dead. Um, Jordan Peele's just great. From Key and Peele, he was hilarious. And then he did two great movies, Get Out and Us, which I think both are some of the best horror movies of all time. Um, us genuinely scared me. Um, I remember after seeing that movie, I had nightmares for a couple days. Yeah. Dude's got chops when it comes to, you know, making a movie. Yeah. And he's original. He's not, he's not uh, remaking anything. He's not rehashing anything. Both movies that he's made so far are super original um, ideas that no one's really thought of before. So um, a title like Nope, it doesn't really um, give me any idea of what it's going to be about, but uh, I'm excited to see what he does with it. Yeah, same. I think he, I think based on what he's done so far in his career, it's like he's making something, okay, I'm going to watch the next thing he makes until he has a stinker right yeah yeah but even then uh he he doesn't release movies like yearly he usually drags them out every couple years so that he's kind of like a quentin tarantino he's only going to make a movie if he knows it's going to be good right yeah absolutely absolutely um and that brings us to our final piece of news that i want to touch on uh also kind of horror related because a24 kind of has like a reputation for like unsettling scary-ish movies and i get the same vibes from the green knight we're talking about it again if you don't know a24 they've done midsummer they've done uncut gems they've done hereditary they've done the lighthouse um this is why we keep talking about the green knight because i'm excited for it uh it got indefinitely delayed in the uk in the united kingdom it's theater release um and I just thought that was interesting and wanted to bring it up because The Green Knight is about an Arthurian legend, which, if you don't know, King Arthur is, like, from England, <laughs> right? So, like, I would have expected that to be one of the biggest, if not the biggest, like, performing market for The Green Knight. So that's, like, huge news that it's forced to pause production and, like, the theaters are being told, don't like put up posters because we don't know when we're going to release it. Um, and so that's super disappointing for them. And um, 
Hopefully it comes to streaming earlier in the UK then. I'm waiting for it to come to streaming here. Uh, and I can't wait because it's, it's coming soon. Yeah, I think this is a really easy solution. Just put it on streaming um, or put it on um, on demand or something like that. Something so that people can watch it. Uh, even if they charge a little bit more, like 30 bucks or whatever. Um, I think they'd be pleasantly surprised by how many people are going to go ahead and pay the 30 just so that they can watch it. Yeah, I'm sure they'd be they'd love to do that. It's just that the theaters have their contracts that they have to honor, you know, so, w- which is where they get they get put in a tough spot because like it, ha- it, pro- it probably has to come out in theaters first. Like they probably don't have a choice in that, you know, right. It's just I I think with the direction the world is going and with the absurdity and concerns with with health and different things like that I wouldn't be surprised if um if streaming is the future like altogether I mean but, that's that's basically what I got of like the HBO story Yeah if if they do it and they do well, I mean, you gotta believe that that Disney, Netflix, Hulu—that's just gonna be what actors do in the future, right? Adam Sandler was the first guy that got on that track a couple of years ago. He he signed that huge deal with Netflix to make so many movies a year or whatever. Um, yeah. So why not? You know. They seem to be quality movies, so let's hope that trend continues. Makes perfect sense. Speaking of streaming services, I completely almost missed one of our biggest stories. Netflix uh, you is getting into video games. You brought the story up to me. Uh, you want to give us the rundown? Yeah, so in 2022, Netflix is saying that you can now play video games on the app, so kind of curious to see how that's going to work because right now um i'm so used to binge watching my favorite shows or streaming whatever is in the top 10 on netflix for that week so if you could play video games now i mean that's even more incentive um to get netflix so that's their kind of way of saying hey hbo yeah you guys got movies well we got video games. Did you happen to see what kind of games they're going to be releasing? Or? Yeah, so I was reading about this. Um, and from what my impression and what they seem to be saying is they're starting off with mobile-style games. So the kind of game you would download on your phone is the kind of game they're going to have available on their app. I imagine it's going to be, like, choose-your-own-adventure type of games, maybe? Or, like... If it's like a Connect 3 type of game where you collect characters and then, you know, you like roll the vending machine, the gotcha ball, and you're like, you know, I want the, I want all the hoppers from Stranger Things or I want whatever from whatever other series. Because the part that I don't like about this, Ken, is they very explicitly have said they're using it to collect information about what people are like what people like what characters people like and it feels like they're taking this like 
approach where they're just going to look at numbers instead of like conversations people are, are having. And Netflix has done this several times where they've canceled shows and like absolutely crushed people's like hopes and expectations, like really good shows, you know, American Vandal, Glow, and, like with like zero like way to end the series out, just an ab- abrupt end. And I fear that they're going to use this video game, the video gaming to justify like not investing into their own platform. Like it it seems lazy. Lazy is not even the right word. It seems greedy to me, like because video gaming is such a it is the most profitable entertainment market right now. So I understand why they would want to get into it. And as someone who enjoys video games, I'm all about having more video games to play. But Netflix needs to get better at making their own movies and TV shows because I feel like they've been getting kind of worse at it from, like, a consumer perspective. Like, not worse, but, like, they've been consistently disappointing me in their approach to things that I'm not I had low confidence in their approach entering the gaming space when Google has failed at entering the gaming space kind of when Amazon is struggling to enter into the gaming space when you know your Microsoft's and your Sony's and your EA's know what they're doing and they're doing it well and like I'm all for more competition love more competition but i don't have confidence that it will be good so this is not halo it's not assassin's creed it's just whatever netflix designs and creates yeah it's their property so it's going to be you know a stranger things video game it's going to be a glow video game it's going to be a skull and bones video game comedians in cars getting coffee video game (laughs) yeah and and honestly worst case scenario it's gonna be like a collectible card game where you pay five dollars to collect open a pack of new characters from different netflix shows and then you like i don't know use them for some kind of format and you can like trade them in so they're gonna look at the the characters people are trading in and they're going to look at the pe- characters like people are keeping in like their inventory and they're like going to put those characters into like more episodes and more shows instead of like actually making the game itself fun. I think they're I don't think they're making games for the sake of making a fun game. I think they're making games for the wrong reason. Cuz yes, everyone ma- wants to make a game to make a profit. Sure. But you still have to make it a fun game and I don't have confidence in that. Having seen nothing, just based on my impression of Netflix and what I have read and, like, their statements. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see what they come up with. I just hope, um, you know, it it's something that's easy to kind of play um, and enjoyable. Um, you know, I, I'm a stickler for controller. I got to hold, like, a controller. You know, I'm not... A mobile game player i'm not like a a switch type of player i need to have the good old-fashioned like xbox controller that's that's what how i operate you're not a mobile guy you're not playing games on your phone no the only game i play on my phone is called texting so 
<laughs> you see, you see I, I like a good mobile game here and there. My other thing is, I'm not sure how that's going to work. Is it going to be like you can only play the games if you have a Netflix subscription? Because that's going to be weird. And then, like, are you streaming the game over Netflix or are you downloading the game separately? Because streaming games is a whole other thing that is hard that people have are trying to do in this space right now. Um, yeah, well, I, I hope for the best possible outcome, I'm expecting a disappointment. Well, be positive, my friend. I, I am looking on the bright side for us. So I'm <laughs> excited for this. Uh, you know what? I'm happy you're excited because initial reaction, ooh, Netflix video games, but you know, ooh, <laughs> it's also ooh, Netflix video games. Uh, well, go it, ahead. It, it's got to be better than that American Horror Stories spinoff. <laughs> that was trash. So, um, go ahead and talk about the the Olympics. I know you kind of wanted to discuss yeah. that, so let's break that down. Yeah, if you're listening to this, the Olympics have already started in Tokyo. Um, Olympics have always been a big deal in my house. You know, just root for your favorite countries and see what what sports are on TV. You know, in the U.S., you're always happen to be watching either swimming, track, or gymnastics. It seems during the Summer Olympics, but I'm excited this year that skateboarding is a sport for the first time. I can't wait to watch the opening ceremony tomorrow because I know Tokyo is going to go all out for that in like a performance wise. And I remember watching in 2012 the London opening ceremony and they brought out Ron Atkinson and he pretended to be like Mr. Bean. You oh, know. Nice. Like during the opening ceremony and he was like playing the piano and they did like the whole running with the torch bit. And then there was like a bit with James Bond and, you know, like Tokyo teased something similar at the end of the last summer Olympics, which I think were in Brazil. Mm -hmm. And so like, yes, I'm excited for the sports and to watch, you know, athletics at the top of their field, but I'm also excited excited for like the pomp and circumstance and it sucks that's happening during the pandemic because japan is having tons of problems but i'm still excited to watch it yeah <laughs> sorry about that for me <laughs> for me the olympics are kind of like something if it's on um as i'm channel surfing i'll stop and i'll watch to see what the event is or who's in it or or whatever but um it just never really interested me in the way that it did for you. Like there are times in my life where I remember it being a huge much swatch event. Like when Michael Phelps was the swimmer, like I felt like that was must watch TV because he was the best and people wanted to see him a win B break records. Cause he did things that no one else could do. Um, and every once in a while, it's cool to see something different. Or, like, if you're playing a sport, like, let's say you play volleyball, it's fun to watch the best people in the world play because maybe you learn something or maybe that uh, uh, excites you. Um, but for me, 
it just doesn't stack up to football or um, some of the other sports that I watch on a yearly basis. Um, this is just kind of like Netflix video games for you. Um, I wish fair. I could be more excited, but it's just got me like, eh. That's fair. Uh, I like anyone who's the best at watching anyone who's the best in their field do something what that they're doing, whether it's this, whether it's, you know, like Gordon Ramsay cooking, whether it's like some guy making something out of wood. I enjoy watching that. But you bring up a good point in that you'd rather watch something else. Do you think the fact that now that there's, again, so many streaming options, like people aren't just flipping through the channel, so they're not just going to find what's on. Now you have to kind of seek out what you want to watch. So I feel like I would expect way lower numbers watching the Olympics this year compared to previous years because, like, streaming is at its peak, you know. You can stream whatever you want, whenever you want. If you don't want to watch the Olympics, you're not going to have to pay attention to it at all because you can just go to Netflix, you can go to Hulu, you can go to HBO Max, you can go to Paramount Plus. You can, you, you like don't have to pay attention at all. Where in years past, that's the thing people were talking about because hey, Michael Bolts, uh, Michael Phelps is on TV. Usain Bolts running for a record. Sure, we got Simone Biles now, but like. If you're not interested in gymnastics, you have an option to watch something else. Yeah, that is true. Um, I think the ratings will be fine. I think there's enough people in the world that are going to tune into this every single time it's on because it's only happens so often where now that it is on, there are the people that, you know, watch this all over the world, right? This is their Super Bowl. This is their World Series. So um, I, I definitely think ratings will be fine. But, yeah, for for regular people like me and you, um, this is not on Disney Plus or Netflix or something that we would normally be watching. So we'd have to go out of our way, sit through commercials, uh, listen to boring broadcasters, here we are for the 45th time, you know? <laughs> sure, sure, sure. But I will say I am curious to watch skateboarding because that does sound awesome, uh, especially if they're doing tricks or or, or different um, courses and stuff like that. I'm curious to see what skaters are going to be in it, um, if any of the guys from my area will be in it. Obviously, we, we joked about Tony Hawk earlier on a phone call but maybe his i think his son skates riley hawk i believe is his name um so maybe he's in it but uh i'm kind of curious to see how that plays out because skateboarding is hard oh yeah for sure and it's one of those things i wouldn't be surprised if i don't think we would see anyone we like recognize if we haven't been paying attention to it in the past however many years but and I haven't done any research into it, but I wouldn't be surprised if they name drop, drop Tony Hawk like a hundred times or if he's like a commentator, you know, right. like, pro- providing like us with like, hey, here's how to do it. Or I feel like I remember even hearing like he helped the Olympic Committee figure out what, how to run the event or whatever. So, yeah, I'm excited for that. You know, I feel because like that is like. You know, every country focuses on different sports. Skateboarding is going to have America focused on it. Um, so it'll be cool to see, for sure. Um, 
Also, I recommend, if anyone's interested, to watch water polo, because that sounds very, very difficult, swimming and playing a sport while swimming. <laughs> yeah, not to get confused with Marco Polo, which is a lot of fun as well. Yeah, very, very similar, as because they're both played in a pool. <laughs> um, I, I just looked, by the way, um, courtesy of Google and Forbes, no names jumped out to me. So I just checked to see who the men and women skaters are, and I do not recognize any names. So, But yes. then again, I stopped playing after Tony Hawk's under, underground skater. So that was on the GameCube. That was probably like 15 years ago. So Yeah. And the top skaters are getting like younger and younger every day. It's, it's, it's a crazy sport in that sense. Um... Okay, Ken. I got something special for this week's snack time. It's snack time. It's snack time. We're going to talk about snacks on snack time. Except we're not going to talk about snacks on snack time. We are going to talk about something vaguely related to snacks at best on snack time. Because we're going to talk about Burger King. Because way back in the day when we were kids, Ken, little tiny kids running around our parents screaming our heads off because we wanted a certain toy from Burger King that they had for a special promotion event. And they had a special promotion event with Pokemon where they would sell you this little Pokeball with a golden card inside. You know, your, your Jigglypuffs, your Mewtwo's. And Ken, you and I, we have short cured busts because we were at a convention this past weekend, you know, just checking it out. And I happened to buy one of these promo Pokemon balls from back in the day containing a golden Charizard card. And I was so happy because let me tell you, Ken, that's our snack time. It's related to Burger King. There's no more snacks involved <laughs> at this point in the story. <laughs> but Charizard like cards are very expensive. I was very fortunate this promo card which is not actually a card just you know a little block like plated in probably fake gold they say it's 23 karat gold i don't know how true that is or what that means i paid like 20 bucks for it 30 bucks for it and i'm very happy to relive my childhood with this little pokemon charizard card yeah it was it was a great find on your part um we go to this video game summit every single year um, unfortunately last year due to COVID it was canceled. So we were stoked to, to go this year. Yeah. We went last Saturday and, um, the, the way they do it is great. It's in the odium and they got all these tables set up for all these vendors. And you basically go around to each table to see what they're selling. And sometimes it's vintage video games. Sometimes it's, it's t-shirts. And in your case, they had a whole table of like Pokemon related stuff, right? And, uh, uh, yeah, the, the dude had just like, you know, old video games for like N64, GameCube. He's the same dude I got the memory cards from for my N64. And right. he's like, and I'm like, I'm looking at like his different Pokemon stuff, and he's like, I also got this Pokeball if you want it. And I'm like, sir. We've only been talking for 20 seconds, and you know me too well. I do want that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I got it just to 
make myself relive my childhood a bit, and I do not regret it one bit. Yeah, I don't blame you. That's nothing to um, nothing to sneeze at. I mean, when you think about like the vintage um, toys you could get in a kid's meal, whether it's Burger King, Wendy's, or McDonald's, that's got to be in the top three conversation. I think Beanie Babies are like in the top three just because of how valuable they are. You know, like Beanie Babies are yeah, just one of those things. They had their moment. They had their moment, right? Um, jeez, dude, that's just when I saw it. Like, you got this awesome Lego chess set. You got like this Atari chess game. You got a bunch of different things. Yeah, I but dorked when out. I, when I saw that Pokeball, dude, that unlocked so many memories from my childhood that I didn't even remember existed. Like, I love Charizard. I still have my Charizard card today. But I didn't even remember that they had that that Pokeball thing until you bought it. And I'm like, wow, dude, yeah. that's that's gnarly. Yeah, I showed it to you, and instantly it was like, all right, we went on a mission to find you one, and all we could find was Jigglypuffs. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't about to get a Jigglypuff. Um, <laughs> too bad they didn't have a Snorlax, though. I, I do like me a Snorlax. Yeah. Um. I got a couple cool things at the summit. I think my favorite thing that I ended up grabbing was the Willy Wonka and Oompa Loompa Funko Pops. My girlfriend was the one who found it for me. Um, There's this guy who had a great table of like millions of Funkos. And this happened to be like in the side. He has like a, a little side bin because these didn't have the cases. So um, they're a little bit cheaper. And uh, sh- sure enough, I, I walked right past the booth because I'm like, dude, I, you know, I didn't see anything that caught my eye other than a Davy Jones Funko for 55 bucks, which I wasn't going to spend. <laughs> so um, she says, get back here. And I'm like thinking like, oh, what did she find? And then I look and I'm like, holy cow, it's Willy Wonka. And if you don't know why I'm excited about that, watch the first ever episode of the Q Busters where we talk about our top 10 movies all the time. But Jesus, it's it I'm looking at it right now, Andrew. It's 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 on the shelves. Hey, I don't know if you can see that. I see it. Yeah, there it is. So I'm repping the Toon Squad. I got my Willy Wonka Funko Pop. I'm all dialed <laughs> into the Q Busters podcast. Excellent. Yeah, no, it's it's always a fun summit. I now that I've gone with you twice, I'm calling it a tradition. Yeah, and we cannot we cannot tell this this story without telling all the viewers how much fun we had getting there. So I can oh, do goodness. not. I forgot it's about me. this. <laughs> it's me, Andrew, and my girlfriend. Um, Andrew comes over, and I'm driving everyone there, right? Yeah, we're carpooling. And you know, I got the music going, and and they're kind of like telling me which way to drive and whatever. It's not very far. It's like a 10, 15 minute drive. So I get there and we pull in and everyone's excited to get it. Right. We all got our mask on. We're ready to rock and roll. Andrew looks at me straight in the face and he says, hey, Ken. And he pats himself. I don't got my wall. (laughs) And I look at him and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Right. (laughs) Now, if Andrew just wanted like. A pretzel and maybe like 
a cheap video game, I'd spot them. But I know yeah. Andrew. Yeah, <laughs> I just you just I just got asked. But no, I was. It it'd been a whole year since we got into this thing because it got canceled last time. I was there to buy me, you know, some Pokemon memorabilia. <laughs> Absolutely. So here we go. We all get back in the car and, and drive back. And, and it's a good thing we did, right? Because your wallet's like magically floating around um, the grass. So Yeah, it, it, was, it was right next to the driver's side door. So it was in my pocket when I got out of the car and I fell out of the pocket. As, probably as soon as I took a step is what it must have been. So I'm very fortunate. I have to it. I have to admit it's the money probably saying, Andrew, please don't spend me, man. I like it here. It's my home. Yeah. I'm sure I spent a couple pretty pennies at that thing. So, no, it was fun. Um, I know it's video games, but, hey, if Netflix has video games and is streaming video games, that counts as streaming, and we're going to talk a lot more about video games. I promise you that, Ken. Oh, absolutely. I – um. I think it's one of those make-or-break deals, right? Yeah. Um, there's always something that companies do when they're on the verge of possibly being doomed. And they got to do something to step it up. And this is Netflix saying, hey, we're going to do video games. Yeah. Um, so it's, I'm curious to see what these other apps do to kind of compete with each other. It's a big move. It's a it's it's the kind of thing that costs quite a bit of money, you know. So like, either they're going down in flames, or they're gonna be look like geniuses. And right now, I'm saying they're gonna go down in flames, but I wouldn't be surprised if they look like geniuses. <laughs> well, let me let me throw this out there, because if this if this actually happens, we can point back to this podcast episode, and you could call me the Godfather. What if they did a Fortnite themed game? Obviously, they don't call it Fortnite. It's called Netflix or whatever. Like Netflix Battle Royale? Netflix Battle Royale. And instead of Fortnite characters, we get every single Netflix character that's noticeable, right? So you got Eleven in there, and you got the kid from Umbrella Academy 5, right? Yeah. And you got, um, you know, maybe some other famous netflix people and and you just play that like that would i don't know that would be kind of fun i think that's what like the executives at netflix want i don't think it's a realistic thing to expect or demand and i feel like a lot of people would kind of roll their eyes at that for being so like oh it's a battle royale Everyone loves Fortnite. Let's make a battle. You know, like, if that's the route they went, I think people would roll their eyes at them more so than if they gave it a genuine attempt at giving each individual, like, franchise its own game. I do want to go back to snack time really quick. Yeah. No, we're still in snack time. We just detour hard. (laughs) Just so everyone knows, Andrew is... Andrew's against Netflix video games. I'm pro Netflix video games, so I'm excited. I'm not, I'm, I'm not against. My expectations are low. Well, that's, that's good. the difference. Going back to snack time. At the summit, I had an opportunity to eat. And 
It's this is the first time I've had nachos and cheese in forever, bro. And this is that like movie theater quality nachos and cheese. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With that fake cheese. They pop oh. it out on top of the nachos for you. Yeah, yeah, dude. It was, oh, it was amazing. It's the stuff of legends. They could charge me $80 for that platter, and I would gladly pay. I think it was 5 bucks or something. But oh, it, was, it was great to just have that, that taste <laughs> again. It's It's so weird, man. The things that you miss because of that pandemic right like oh, yeah the, the little things like the the movie theater butter and the, the nachos and the cheese and uh the pretzel hot pretzels yeah like you just can't get that anywhere else um but i would still stream it at home <laughs> <laughs> like here's the thing if you could get that stuff at home with the same like vibes you know the theaters are dead yeah, and I, I, you know, you could get pretty damn close because I've heard you say you make pretty good popcorn at home, and I'm I'm sure if I dabbled with enough cheese sauces, I could find one that's just as good. Yeah, like the question is, I can make a good popcorn. I don't know if I can get close to like the feeling of movie popcorn. That there's a difference there. You know, it's that fake butter that they pump on the popcorn. It's you know, the the griminess of, like, the counter where you get your napkins from. <laughs> like, there's a yeah. whole feel to it. And if you can replicate that movie theater feel at home, you know, you're, you're like, pickle. Because I think, like, in Texas is the thing to get pickles at the movie theater. If you can replicate that vibe at home, movie theaters are dead. But they still got that going for them. You know, I, I'm going to keep going to movie theaters and pay eight bucks for a box of cookie dough bites. That's just, just who I am. The, the, the feeling of taking popcorn out of the bowl and whipping it at your friend. <laughs> no, cause that, then something like you just feel like an asshole for making like the poor movie theater workers have to clean that shit up. Well, you could say that, but there is a little joy I get out of it. If you're not looking, <laughs> <laughs> Throw all the popcorn you want as long as you clean it up yourself. <laughs> now, I know you, Andrew. I don't know if we've had this conversation before or not, but you seem like the kind of guy that you got to get a slushy when you go. 100%. I'm getting a slushy. I'm asking them to mix the flavors together if I can. Oh, yeah. I'll take a slushy over a drink anytime. Yeah, same here. Though Mountain Dew's come out with a couple new flavors, I, uh, I would go with the blue raspberry. That always seemed like the oh, yeah the, the solid choice. Can we have a special edition of snack time within a snack time? It's snack time. It's snack time. <laughs> I have finally officially tried the thin mint blizzard. <laughs> oh my god! I didn't drive to the wrong place. <laughs> it was good. I enjoyed it very much. Although yeah. although I didn't drive to the wrong place, I like screwed up going through the drive-thru i don't want to get into it beyond that but did you long go to the story, one by your house yeah long story short i just ended up going inside anyways <laughs> dude that that's the that one's a, a pain in the ass because you got to go all the way around the back side and it's yeah kinda i know over there and like the bar next door had like this outdoor setup so i had to like drive carefully past all the patrons at the bar as they watched me like just go through the drive-thru just to park it yeah no it was good 
the Girl Scout Thin Mint Blizzard, fantastic. Highly recommend if you like Thin Mints. Yeah, I feel like that's one of the blizzards where every bite you get flavor, right? I don't feel like I get gypped during that one. Whereas other ones, like once you get all the good stuff out, it just turns into vanilla or chocolate ice cream, right? Yeah, absolutely. With Thin Mint, it felt like, boom, baby, I'm getting the mint and the cookie and everybody. Yeah. And thus concludes snack time within a snack time. It's snack time. It's snack time. Thus concludes normal snack time. It's snack time. It's snack time. <laughs> we had two snack times in one. It's snack time. <sighs> well, That's this was episode. Fu- this yeah. was fun, Andrew. I'm uh, I'm excited to go into the future, 2022, and and see which one of us um, is on the right side of Netflix. So, um, but hey. For all you guys listening, thank you so much. And do not forget to add us into the queue. Tune in next time to the Queue Busters.